Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying this beautiful Sunday so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City, and as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, it has been quite a week. Uh, the uh, former president of the United States, the 45th president, Donald Trump, was indicted yet again by a prosecutor trying to make a name for herself in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Fannie Willis returns an indictment uh, against the former president, uh, and she did so under the RICO statute, which is the Racketeer Influence Corruption Organization statute that's used to take down mob bosses. Some message there, huh, folks? Some message. You've got a president of the United States who independently is a billionaire who doesn't need the government, and yet they indict him under the RICO statute. And it's a fourth indictment. Now, let's, let me talk about that just for a moment. This indictment has to do with the president questioning the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Now, I'm going to ask you to whether or not uh, you recall any other people questioning the legitimacy of their own elections. Hillary Clinton, she didn't get over it for four years. In fact, for four years, she kept coming up with reasons or people to blame. Stacey Abrams says the election was stolen from her. Stacey Abrams still thinks that she is the governor of Georgia. And Bush versus Gore. George Bush took his case to the United States Supreme Court. Under the thinking of this lunatic Georgia prosecutor, George Bush should have been indicted. Folks, this is all theater. It is not criminal to pursue legal means if you disagree with an election result. The president retweeted something that was on a television show. That is not illegal, but it's a count in the indictment. Donald Trump requested a special session in the the General Assembly in Pennsylvania. That is not a crime. The issue is not what he did. The issue is whether he wanted to overthrow the results. Did he believe he won or did he believe he lost and was trying to steal it? The bottom line is this. Donald Trump had a First Amendment right to question the legitimacy of the election. And so what the left has done in this fourth indictment is they have taken or attempted to take down Team Trump in the same RICO statute that the Gambino crime family faced. Folks, if you want to talk about a crime family, I got one that's sitting right in the White House. I've got one that made $20 million from from China and other European countries. And they had no business. They had nothing to sell. They tried to hide it. They deny it. They used LLCs. And they used shell companies. And they didn't put all their monies into one account because that would be criminal and look like it was a crime. The Biden crime families are the ones that the criminal justice system should be dealing with. But instead, they go against Donald Trump, five of his lawyers. Imagine that. You're going to take down lawyers who question the legitimacy of an election. This is a free speech case, everyone, and we're going to be hearing from Laura Trump to find out 
her take on this, the Trump's family take on this, and I promise you, when all the evidence is collected, it will be clear that they are trying to indict free speech, that their hatred of Donald Trump stems from the creation of the Russia collusion that we now know that Hillary Clinton created, paid for, split this country for four years when there was no Russia collusion. Folks, this is an extremely uh, distressing time in America. This is a time when America sees up front and close that there is no equal justice, that if you're on the left, you get away with it. And if you're on the right, they'll do anything, include jailing a former president to keep him away from the White House. And this morning, I'm going to be speaking with Laura Trump. And after that, I'm going to be joined by journalist and Fox News contributor Charlie Hurt. We're going to talk about uh, the border crisis that is up close and personal and in your town, village, and city, and how that's going to impact your kids, your grandkids in schools, and whether or not schools are ready for any of this. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. And see the number 2T.org. Judge Janine. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the daughter-in-law of the former President uh, Donald Trump and a television personality on her own. Uh, join me in welcoming Laura Trump uh, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Uh, let's just talk about the fact, Laura, that we are now... Uh, dealing with a fourth indictment of Donald Trump as if three were not enough. Uh, and I'd like to just get your overall general thoughts and then we'll dive into it. Well, it's great to be with you, Judge. Always love coming on your show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're on indictment number four. It's kind of, uh, remarkable in so many ways. I, I mean, my gosh, you know, you think back to, about a year ago, whenever we saw the a raid at Mar-a-Lago, something that was unprecedented, that people really sat back and they said, wait a minute, what is happening in this country? At that moment, I don't think any of us could have imagined that we would see a former president indicted, not even one time, four times now. And then, Judge, you look at these indictments and you look at the, the basis for all of them, and I don't have to tell you as a legal expert, how baseless they all are, how ridiculous all of this is. The, the you know, two-tier justice system in which we are living here in America, it is really frightening to a lot of people. And especially you look at this fourth one, and man, what a clown show down in Georgia. What a sham this whole thing is from the very beginning. Right. From Fonnie Willis, who ran for district attorney of Fulton County, not on the basis that she wanted to do the right thing for the people of her county, not that she wanted to protect people and uphold the law. No, no. She, just like Alvin Bragg and Letitia James, ran a campaign to take down Donald Trump. That was it. That was her whole goal. And so here we are with indictment number four. Then you look at the fact that even before this grand jury judge had a chance to vote 
on how they wanted things to go here. And we know you can indict a ham sandwich. We understand that. But then we saw hours before that they published an indictment. How did they know what a miracle that they knew that the grand jury was going to vote in the way well, they did? Laura, the it's, whole not thing only, it's not only that they literally published the indictment before the grand jurors voted on it, but there were witnesses yet to be heard from. Uh, right. And and that is what is so shocking about it. Look, I, I've been uh, I've handled many grand jurors. I've impaneled them as a judge. You know, I've presented cases before them. I had my office assistant DAs do the same. You do not do that. You get a vote. And there are some grand jurors you know, that will not get, return a true bill. But, you know, when you talk about a clown show. Uh, the last indictment from this Fannie Willis, uh, that, that, that the idea that the president's lawyer, the president's chief of staff, the president's counsel, the president's, uh, this is, this is a takedown of the opposing party in a way that it's not just the, the, the Democrats going against the chief contender for, uh, the office of president, but taking down everyone in his sphere so that people are frightened to connect with him. Well, that's true. And, and I think you just hit on something that's really important. Not only is this about taking out Donald Trump right now, but look at, at what they are alleging he did. He used his First Amendment freedom of speech to tweet things, to say things, to make phone calls, to try to figure out what the heck happened in the 2020 election, because I'll tell you what, we never had an election in the history of this country with more questions than that one. And right. shouldn't you want your president of the United States to try and figure out what the heck happened and ensure that people feel like we had a fair election? And indeed, that's what he was doing. But there's something else here that I think we saw happen with all the January 6th hysteria that is also going on here. They want people to sit down and shut up. If you have any questions about anything, don't you dare air those questions. Don't you dare ask anything. Don't you dare in the future ever say, I don't know, I didn't feel comfortable about that election. They want to scare people into submission and into shutting their mouths and being quiet. And why would you want to do something like that? That is something that I think is so antithetical to everything we are supposed to represent here in this country. We are supposed to have robust debate. We are supposed to be able to air our grievances, to tell what we think about things. That is our right as an American citizen And yet part of what they did with January 6th was they wanted to scare people into shutting up. Part of what they're doing here is saying, don't ever question the results of an election again. It is really frightening. But of course, their goals are always to keep people away from Donald Trump. And why is that? It's because he's dangerous to the swamp. He's dangerous to the status quo in Washington, D.C. He doesn't need them. He doesn't take money from these people. He can't be bought. And because of that, he cannot be controlled. And they know that if he gets a second term in office, the jig is up for all of them. They're terrified of seeing that happen. Well, you know, I'll tell you, the the, the fact that uh, Donald Trump's numbers, former President Trump's numbers, continue to go up, to me, is an indication that people don't like injustice. And it's one thing, Laura Trump, if you uh, indict a former president. I mean, it's historic. I mean, it's unheard of. And Donald Trump, when he went into the White House as president, as a 45th president, 
decided not to go after Hillary Clinton because he wanted to have some semblance of civility. Okay, when he could have gone after her for the Clinton Foundation, for all of the things that she had done, for the email scandals, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, for the Russia collusion delusion and all that. But, you know, what you've got is a a left that is as corrupt as you can imagine with Joe Biden and his son Hunter, and yet they indict Donald Trump, former President Trump, but when the RICO statute, which is something that you that was used to take down Don Gotti, you know, the mob bosses, just to add another tinge of negativity. And they created the Russia collusion delusion, which was not true. There was no connection. The only connection was with Hillary Clinton selling uranium that eventually went to Russia. I mean, they they, they accuse of things that they themselves are doing. And, you know, to take down a a former United States attorney, a chief of staff, uh, four or five lawyers, four or five, six lawyers with him is a signal that we are no longer a free country. You look at Hillary Clinton, you look at Stacey Abrams, um, you you know, all of that, all of them would not admit that they lost the election. Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams, Bush versus Gore that went to the United States Supreme Court. What they're saying is if you put together evidence, Laura Trump, to uh, contest a presidential election, we're going to put you in jail. But they did the same thing in Bush versus Gore. Yeah, it's amazing to see. And I think what you said just just a moment ago is really important. Everything that they have accused Donald Trump and Republicans, for the most part, of doing, they themselves have actually been doing, you know, when you talk about the fact that as the 45th president, Donald Trump did not move forward to prosecute Hillary Clinton. He did. He said, you know what? Let's have some civility here. Let's make sure that we don't set things up in this country that could be really dangerous. We don't want to start a precedent now that could become a problem later. And so he did what he thought was civil and right as the American president. And look at where we are now. Look at what they are actually doing. It is so crazy because they're the ones who said, oh, Donald Trump will fly off the handle. This guy will be crazy. So he was measured. He was thoughtful. He was careful with what he did. He did what he thought was the best thing for this country. And I think this is why people are really taking the 2024 election seriously, because I'll tell you what, this corruption cannot stand. We need to come together as a country right now, and we need to stand up against this. It really doesn't matter whether or not you like Donald Trump. What is going on here is so dangerous to the future of this country, because if they can do something like this to him, think about what they can do to the rest of us. Think about what that means for the future of this country, for every president going forward. This is really terrifying stuff. You know, you've got all these super PACs out there, Judge, who are wasting millions and millions of dollars fighting against Donald Trump every day. This guy is the obvious Republican nominee. He's head and shoulders above anyone else. It's almost obvious that he'll become the nominee for the Republican Party. I would advise them, stop wasting your money on fighting against him. Start instead turning your money and let's start fighting against the Democrats. Let's go out and make sure that we have a great legal ballot harvesting operation everywhere we should in the country. Let's make sure people are getting out and voting early in this 2024 election. Let's mobilize people on the ground in a way we never have. Let's go places we never have as a party, because that is what it's going to take to win in 2024. And I'll tell you what, people always say every four years, this is the most important election. This is the most important election. 
This one feels this different. One this one really, the ante is up so high. People really are feeling how dangerous the spot we're in as a country. And I think they know if we don't get this right in 2024, we're not going to have a country left. That is my advice out there for everybody. Well, Laura Trump, I couldn't agree with you more. We say every four years that, you know, that this is so significant an election, especially for the president. But this is different. And the juxtaposition of the Biden crime family from his son to his brother to $20 million going into their coffers through shell corporations, through LLCs, when they don't even have a business. And you've got Donald Trump, a a president who is a billionaire to begin with and didn't go into government to make money off of uh, off of the American people, who literally is questioning the legitimacy of an election, which is what the Democrats do for a living. Hillary Clinton, she came up with like 21 reasons over four years as to why she thinks she lost her. That's not why she thought she lost. It's the who to blame for the mess up. Stacey Abrams still doesn't admit that she lost. They are the people who, if under their own rules, should be indicted. Laura Trump, thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Laura, you take care and you keep up your faith, too. Take care. Will do. Thank (laughs) you so much. Bye-bye. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with journalist and Fox News contributor Charlie Hurt. Coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Okay, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a journalist and Fox News contributor. His name is Charlie Hurt. You've seen him a lot on Fox News. And uh, he is a friend and someone who joined Fox News as a contributor. Uh, he's very often uh, a part of the all-star panel on the network's nightly news special report. Charlie joined Fox News Channel as a contributor uh, several years ago, frequently appearing as part of the all-star panel on the network's nightly newscast special report. Uh, and in addition to his role on the network, Hurt serves as a opinion editor and opinion editor for the Washington Times. That means that he's really smart, everybody, but he's also got a sense of humor, and that's why we've got him on today. All right, Charlie, thanks for being with us this Sunday morning. I want to talk to you about immigration. Now, we all know that immigration is a real problem. And uh, in Buffalo uh, this past week, apparently New York City uh, made a deal to start sending out the New York City illegal aliens into other counties. So in Erie County, which is where Buffalo is, uh, they they got, I don't know, they got in about four or five hundred. And what happened was uh, they now have one charged with a rape of a mother in front of a three-year-old child and another one with sexual assault of someone working in the hotel that they uh, were staying at. So the, the county executive says, no more of these migrants in my county. So I ask you, what about these uh, migrants who are being moved 
all over Chicago. Brandon Johnson is moving them. Uh, they're moving them out of the cities into other jurisdictions. Do those local jurisdictions have any power to prevent them from coming in? So I think this is it's so interesting, the political aspect of this, because, of course, what the mayor uh, mayors in New York and Chicago and places like that are doing are it's the exact same thing that they yep. criticized Ron DeSantis for doing uh, a year ago or earlier this year right. when uh, you had these border state governors sending migrants further into the country because they've been dealing with this for years and they've had this problem for years. And there's the, and, and no one. You know, because it gets sort of sand, squeezed into this p- stupid political debate, nobody, <laughs> you know, and n- nobody has any sort of common sense about any of it. It's not, you know, it, it shouldn't be a political issue. For most people, it's not a political issue. It's a very simple issue. You have borders and you have to enforce the borders. And even, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, you, it breaks down across all sort of background. If, you know, Hispanic voters agree. That if you have a border, you have to enforce the border. And, and of course, if you're a migrant who wants to come into this country legally, you want to have a border and have it done legally. It is the most unfair thing. It's the most unjust thing. And then you get to the most important thing, which is the crimes. When crimes are committed by illegals, it, it, you just wonder, why do we have a, a, a justice system? Why do we have a police department? Why do we have a military? Why do we have anything? If we have elected leaders like like uh, Joe Biden, who, you know, whatever you want to say about Donald Trump, when he he left the border fairly as secure as we had ever seen it. That's right. Um, It was not fixed, but it was as secure as we had ever seen it in our uh, recent times. And Joe Biden purposely, intentionally opened the floodgates. And this is the result of that. And every single one of those crimes and every single penny that that people have had to pay to fix this problem can be can be the bill should be sent directly to joe biden payable on election day 2024 oh i like that i like that analogy send it to him through the votes but you know what's amazing to me uh uh, charlie is there is and, and you make such a great point they trashed uh, uh, Abbott, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, uh, because they move the migrants up. It's a political stunt. It's racist. It's inhumane. And now they're doing the same thing, but that's the left. They, they, they are, they are such hypocrites. When they accuse you of something, they're doing it. But I want to ask you about this. There is a company. I don't know if you've heard about this, uh, called DocGo, D-O-C-G-O. Now, DocGo is a company that was paid something like 300 or 400 million dollars. I have to find it here in a no bid contract by New York City. Oh, 432 million dollar contract by the Adams administration to relocate migrants upstate. Now, if the, the, the no, but what is, I mean, I'm a prosecutor right now. I'm like, I'm, I want a beeline for this company. I want to know how they did it. And, you know, if they are lo- relocating these people and someone gets raped, it seems to me I would talk to a lawyer about whether or not, since they were in charge of relocating them, since they took on this, this incredible, uh, job of moving them around and moving them to other jurisdictions, that I might consider, uh, making them a, uh, a defendant in a lawsuit. But if this yeah. is a scenario 
where it's happening all over the country, but the worst situation is education. And I want to talk to you about that. What are the schools going to do? I spoke to a woman uh, this past week when I hosted uh, a show on Fox, and she said, we don't, our schools in, I think she was from Buffalo, she said, our schools are not in a position to handle these migrant kids because we have to get teachers who speak their language. And you and I both know, Charlie, they're not just from Mexico. They're from Africa, Pakistan, India. They're from, uh, you know, Brazil and Portugal and uh, and other countries. What? How do we do this and not impact American kids? Even if they were all just from Mexico, it's a lot different. There's a big difference between, between teaching Spanish and teaching math in Spanish. Interesting. And that's what, and again, this is something that has affected, you know, Florida and Texas and all the border states for decades now because of our lawlessness at the border. Um, but, but, uh, but then you're exactly right. You know, you know, you look at all these statistics that show, um, that these migrants today are coming from all over the world. There is no one language you're going to be able to figure out to deal with all of it. It's going to be a massive, this is going to take, you know, if the, if we're looking at, at clearly over a million new arrivals, probably way more than a million new arrivals, something in the millions. In, in schools? No, just into the country. Oh, since, we know that. Since, I mean, we know. But, but since Joe Biden took office is what I mean. Now, they and, say that the numbers are two, three million at this point. Yeah. That's, and, and, of course, that's on top of the 11 to 20 million. That already here. Are, we're, we're already here. And so, but, but, uh, but a two or three million addition to that in two years is massive. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. And it's going to take a, it, it is going to be decades before we uh, work out all of the problems that result from taking all of these people and dumping them in the country like this. And it's going to, the, the, it's going to be borne out by school teachers, um, social workers, uh, police officers. It's, this is the people who are already strained to the max in our country are going to be strained the most by what Joe Biden has done at the board. What about, though, the in the education system? I mean, education is primarily a local cost. I mean, most people yeah. who own a home, they pay school taxes, right? It's local. And now with the influx of these immigrant children, uh, then, then, you know, they've got to hire more people to speak the language, to teach in the language. They've got to have tutors. They have to have after-school programs for these kids. And I'm not even talking about, you know, uh, some of the issues that, that you reference in terms of the, the, the social, the safety net. Um, how, how do we afford this? How do the locals pay for it? We know the feds are not coming uh, to help. And even Eric Adams was upset, and and a lot of the uh, who which state was it? The governor there was a Democrat governor, I think it was um, up in Massachusetts. Yeah, and, who, and, who, and, and, go ahead. Yeah, they're, they're already uh, you know the well is already drying up, and and these are of course Democrats. Wait till you have you know because obviously everything is greased by politics um, with with the federal government, and you know you watch what happens when you get these small towns 
that don't have a voice in Washington, it's going to be impossible and it's going to be catastrophic. And uh, and and no one is going to win. Do you think that these the, these migrants are going to win in these situations? Nobody's going to win. There are going to be no winners. Everybody is going to suffer. It's going to be a human catastrophe, just like it's a human catastrophe at the border, singularly caused by the Biden administration. And the truth is that as we go forward, um, we are not in a position anymore to even ask for ID because they don't have ID. We don't know who they are. We don't know. And with all, you know, due respect, you know, are the kids vaccinated as they come to school? Are they vaccinated? Uh, we got to get special teachers for them. And then you have the issue of, say, um, uh, a 12 year old boy. Uh, who speaks English uh, like a third grader. So that 12-year-old boy is going to be in school with a third grader. I don't like the look of that. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I and, mean, then it's... You have... and then you have a guy like Jamie Pritzker in, in, in uh, Chicago, uh, in Illinois, hiring illegals to be police officers, yep. which is, first of all, it, it, you know, one of the most common one of the easiest prosecutions to make against the illegals is illegals caught with a gun because the vast majority of, uh, of illegal aliens are, are strictly prohibited. It's mm-hmm. a felony for them to possess a gun in the first place. In the second place, if you're going to do a background, how do you do a background check on an illegal alien you to can't. allow them to be a police officer? And, and maybe, maybe it's they're from a country that we have a relationship with, you can and you can do some sort of. But as you point out, we don't know where a lot of these people are coming from, and there are lots of places they could be coming from that we have no relationship with. So you couldn't even do a background check. It's insanity. It is yeah, but so the, let's insanity. assume we have a relationship with that country. How do we know we're talking about the same person? Right, right. You don't even have an identification. Yeah, I mean, and that's what they do. They dump their identification before they cross the border because they know that they're better off without it. And not to scare everybody, but this is an important thing. You you look at what Muhammad Atta was able to do prior to 9-11, and now we're going to hire a police officer from, you know, Nicaragua or somewhere? An illegal alien from Nicaragua or wherever, maybe from Iran, from wherever, and we're going to put him on a police department, police force. Yep. And and you know, is is Eric Adams going to start hiring illegals for the police department? And then suddenly you have a spy inside the police department. This is insane. This is pure insanity. Nobody, no Democrat, regular, normal Democrat voter, is asking for this stuff. But the, the, their party has gone completely bonkers, and they're not representing them. <laughs> you know, um, in, in Erie County, the, the, the one county that I'm focused on this morning because it's so outrageous mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're getting these people, that this, this uh, DOCGO organization has a contract to move them around the state and, uh, you know, is not responsible. Um, but now Erie County, which is Buffalo, and I went to school there, um, Erie County is now calling in the National Guard to provide security at the three hotels that turned uh, into migrant centers. 
And what you've got is uh, Lady Gaga's father. Did you hear about this one in New York City as a restaurant, a great restaurant. I've been to it. And apparently there's migrants living next door, and, and uh, whether it's an apartment or a, a hotel, I don't recall what it is. And there are all kinds of problems at night, and the police are there constantly, and it's interfering with his business. I mean, there's no positive side to this. And I'm sick and tired of people saying, oh, they're all seeking asylum. I mean, you know, we'll let them stay in their country. We'll let them in one at a time. But that's not yeah. what Biden wants. What do you think Biden is trying to do? I think he's trying to change the country. I think that he is. um, They have a radical, crazed agenda that has no borders. And I mean, it's it's incomprehensible to to you and me, but it's also incomprehensible to the actual voters in the Democrat Party who aren't down for this stuff. And and I, I scold them because at some point you need to wake up and stop electing these people because it's. Ultimately, it's their, it's those voters' fault, and it doesn't matter that this is not what they meant. At some point, you have to you have to take responsibility for your vote and stop voting for these people. But I really do think that they they hate the country, they want to change the country, and that's what they're doing. And it, it's incomprehensible to me. But I have to say, uh, Judge, I think that you know you have devoted your life um, to being a fantastic judge, and you have been on that side of the ledger. Um, and I've always respected that. But I think you should go into um, uh, become a private attorney and, uh, <laughs> fi- and, 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 and become a junkyard ambulance chasing lawyer. And I'll help you. I'll be your, your paralegal. <laughs> and we'll go after this dot go company. We will sue them for every <laughs> dime they're worth for every single one of these things. I would love to dedicate the next couple of years of my life to to being well, your wingman on that. Well, I got to tell you, Charlie, we'd have a lot of we'd have a lot of laughs anyway. But I think the amazing <laughs> part of it is that when you get no big contract of over four hundred million dollars, uh, and and then you're sending people into a jurisdiction where they're raping women and uh, uh, you know outrageous stuff, you know, there's got to be some semblance. There's got to be some screening. Uh, it, it just everybody has to everybody has to join together and say no more. And Charlie Hurd, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on Fox and reading your opinions uh, in the Washington Times. Thank you. Thanks so much, Judge. All right, bye. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. Imagine if your favorite dog or cat belonged to someone else all this time. And then one day she was tossed into the wilderness feeling alone, frightened, hungry, thirsty. That's exactly what happens to countless pets daily. But some of them get lucky and cross paths with Delta Rescue, the world's largest no-kill, care-for-life animal sanctuary. Once an animal is rescued by Delta, they live their life out at an incredible sanctuary. Home for up to 1,500 animals. They save dogs, cats, and horses. 
horses that are abandoned in the wilderness. Every animal receives the best care and Delta relies solely on contributions from people like you and me. It costs a fortune to run Delta, especially with an animal hospital on site. By being a part of Delta's mission, you can make a difference between life and death for many animals. Please join me. Give from your heart. Help this great organization. Donate today at DeltaRescue.org slash Piro. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Piro. This is the Janine Piro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Piro. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. Okay, so we've got a former president of the United States, 45th president, Donald Trump. He is now under indictment in four different jurisdictions uh, over uh, a bunch of controversies. Uh, He faces 91 felony counts in New York, Atlanta, Miami, and Washington. He's charged with covering up money to a porn star, making off with classified documents after leaving office, and committing a variety of frauds against various uh, the state of Georgia. And uh, some of the charges are outright bogus and ridiculous. And even the strongest case having to do with the classified documents is ridiculous because he was the president and because, on the other side, Joe Biden did the same thing, but he did it when he didn't have the right to declassify. Joe Biden had classified documents, just like Hillary Clinton did on her emails that other people saw, but he had classified documents when he didn't have a right to take them out of the Senate. He stole those documents. And as vice president, he didn't have a right to declassify them. And they were sitting there in public where his son lived. And his son, as we know, was the operator who brought in the money for the whole Biden family. The sad part of all this is that in the United States of America, we have one president of the United States having his opponent indicted in four different jurisdictions. If this isn't the essence of a banana republic, I don't know what is. When Donald Trump came into office as the 45th president, he made a decision not to indict Hillary Clinton. I didn't agree with him. I thought that then and now even more so, her actions have been injurious to our country and to democracy, as they point out. But right now, it is so absurd, it is so bizarre, they are so desperate to prevent him from getting to the White House that any red-blooded American has to say, why? Let the people decide. Let the people look at this for themselves and decide who should be president. A sitting president should not be able to defeat an opponent through a weaponized justice system. And that's all I have to say for this Sunday. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday, right back here, same time, same place, on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day, everyone. And by the way, have some fun. Bye.